You're listening to Soul Work with San, where we believe your soul is worth the work. I'm so excited to have you here with me as we wrap up season three's teaching on spiritual disciplines. What a journey this has been. Is it? I'm about to sing, although we go to the end. Let me stop. I'm, I'm going to stop playing. But can you tell? We about to have a time. Let's finish strong. You ready? Let's work. Wagwan, or how are you? What's been up with you? (laughs) How is your soul? I'm hoping all is well with you as we continue our journey of living, leading, and loving so that we can be more like Jesus. I'm very grateful to say that all is well over here. We're still pressing on the upward way. I got a $5 cash app for the first person who DMs me the title of that hymn. And speaking of, Lord, how I miss hymns. Anyone got any tips of passing them on down to the next generation? Because I just want to make sure that my babies know how to sing themselves through when the time comes. Because there's always a time. It's crucial and it's scripture. So there's that. Now today's episode, it's full. So I'm going to scrap my normal opening rant and get straight to the main topic today. We've got a lot of ground to cover, but I promise I won't keep you. And I don't mean that in the typical preacher way, where that means another 45 minutes. But we are closing out season three, and I hope it's been as good for you as it has been for me. I learned a lot this season, personally, spiritually, emotionally, I'll say podcastily, (laughs) but as a podcast host, seriously, I've learned a lot. Some of it, it was super uncomfortable. You have to confront all these different things that are, as you learn, you got to be responsible for what you know. But I imagine many of us are in that same place uh, or similar place of pruning and growth. And yo, it's no joke. But I've been able to write, text, and talk with many of you, and we've discussed more of the topics that came up in the season. So what I will say is, it's just good to know that we're in this together. Now, this is the last episode for season three, and I'm already working on season four. Baby, ooh, this one, it's, it's working me over in the best way. Like, here's a sneak peek. Next season, we're going to be talking about transition. Like, how do you know when it's time to go? And it's not just transition from a job. It could also imply a relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a church or a denomination. Whatever it is, the one thing we know that the scriptures let us know, God is always moving forward. So I can't wait for us to take that trip together. That's probably going to drop towards the end of July. It'll be a shorter season than this last one was. And it'll come after our very first anniversary episode because Soul Work with San turns one in July. Whoop, whoop. But no worries. In the meantime, I'm not leaving you without episodes. I'm not going to do you like that. Y'all are family to me now. So we are dropping some fun bonus episodes during the break. And that's where we'll discuss everything from deconstruction to morality to loving the world. And we got to talk about the very worst word in a Christian's vocabulary. I can't wait to get into that one. I mean, we're breaking down all of the things. And if there is something that's pressing on your heart or you want to talk about, hit me up at hello 
at soulworkwithson.com. And we just may be able to chop it up on the episode or on the show. So I do want to say thank you for every listener, new and faithful. Thanks for every review written, every show that you shared or downloaded. One thing about me, I'm going to say thank you every single episode because I'll never take for granted the time that we are able to spend together. It's an honor, truly, and I am grateful. And now, let's get right to it. Now, we kind of started off this season asking this question. Can people really change? Like, for real? Now, as I've mentioned in episode one, we all know some very educated fools. And we have been foolish ourselves from time to time. Because the cycles are real. And unfortunately, the Christian community, it is high-key being mocked for its seemingly never-ending collection of fallen leaders. Now, these were folk who talked a real good game on Sunday, but it was their Saturday night shenanigans that made the headlines. Now, this kind of stuff could make a seeker stay away and any believer doubt-filled or even a little hopeless because you'll mess around and find yourself wondering, like, is this what the faith is really all about? Yeah, good performances and even some great demonstrations of power, but riddled with this much hypocrisy? Now, here's what I love. The answer to that is a resounding no. There are plenty of faithful elders in the faith who are mature and sound in their understanding of God and themselves. More importantly, the opportunity is available to us, the next ones up and the ones behind us. Hey, Gen Z, we get to live a life that is free and fulfilling as followers of Jesus. But... It requires practice. So this is the journey we on. Practicing disciplines that Jesus himself did on a regular basis with the anticipation of a promised transformation. Meaning if we stick with it, change will come. Now we're clear. It's not the disciplines that save us. We know who the savior is. But we also know that these disciplines, they are effective tools towards a life of love, peace, and joy. And that's all we long for. It's what we all crave. These disciplines will help the anxious heart and soothe the hectic mind. It's proven. They have proven to be comforting for those grieving. And it provides perspective to the perplexed. To be clear, formation is good for the soul. It forges pathways for healing and hearing God. And I can bear witness to this, that even when it got tight, it was still right. So we write in episode one. Because there, the episode was titled, Who Do You Love? Are You For Sure? Fun fact about me, I love old school music, so hopefully you caught that in the title. But we briefly looked at this book written by Professor James K.A. Smith, and his book is titled, You Are What You Love. It's a dope book on spiritual habits and worship and formation. Uh, Throw that in the cart when you get the chance. Just It's worth the read. But it's paradigm changing to be confronted with this truth. That we are not what we do or what we have, but we are completely what we love. 
We're born lovers, and it's what we choose or who we choose to love that will shape our identity greater than any other force. So the key then, according to Dr. Smith, is that we must curate our hearts so that our affections are turned in the right direction. And this was the beginning of us exploring narratives, right? Like, what do you believe? Where did you get that story from? Who told it to you? Why do you believe it? And how can you know that it's true? Because all day, we're bombarded with messages on who and what we should be loving. And it is so easy, easier now than ever before, to fall in love with an ideal that at its core, it don't love you back. But see, that's the importance of training. Because we develop muscle to know when to submit and when to resist. Now, speaking of training, episode two was called Training Versus Trying. And it was probably one of my favorite episodes to do research on. We've been trying to live right and trying to please God since Moses was in high school. Again, peep that narrative. We've been told that trying is the method to making it into heaven. But those sentiments, they're nowhere in the Bible, fam. Check for yourself. Instead, what we are told to do is train unto righteousness. Now, this was such an eye opener because training, it removes perfection. It takes the pressure off. What matters more is not that I get it right every single time, but that I show up to continue. See, perseverance is the secret ingredient to our faith. Pete Proverbs 24, 16 for the deets on that. It's good. Now, the next episode, it was called Unrush Yourself. Slow it down, son. This episode was fun because we added in a story time. Y'all know about me, me and my notes. I literally can hear Rufus rolling his eyes right now. (laughs) But here's the thing. We had to talk about the talk that Martha had with Jesus when she tried to get buck with him because it seemed like Mary was having all the fun while Martha was doing all the work. But yo, the way Jesus lovingly read her and reminded her about what she really should be focusing on, the real right thing, oof. I needed that. I don't know about you, but I needed it because we've made busy a badge of honor when in fact it's a burden. It's a burden of harm. So fam, to enjoy this life, we found this. We must slow down to see, slow down to love and slow down to be formed. And this is why we started specifically with this habit, because it's from slowing down that we can really absorb and implement and engage with all the other disciplines. And lastly, can we start slowing down to heal? We are jumping from one relationship to another, one friendship group to another, one church hurt to another. Some folk, instead of going to another church, they just start a whole nother one. That's a whole nother podcast for another day. But I'm just saying, can we give ourselves moments that we need to feel, to process, and to heal? Our souls will thank us for the slow. Now, this next episode was tough. It really was. It was Ravi Zacharias and why we need spiritual formation. Now, to be clear, it was not an originally planned episode, but when the news broke out, I felt compelled to share my perspective. And it's wild because last week on my Facebook memories, a hashtag thank you Ravi post popped up from this time last year because it's been about a year since he's passed. And it made me incredibly sad for more reasons than one. Because like, yo, for real, you, was, you could be out here leading one way and living an entire another way. Like it's one thing to struggle 
with a sin, it's one thing to be fighting it. It's a whole nother thing to not struggle. I'm going to say it that way. And this is why Matthew 7, 21 through 23, in that actual episode, I misquoted the scriptures. I said it was 24, 25, but it's 21 through 23. That scripture will continue to be the scripture that grips my gut the most every time. Because when you read it, folk were out here having spiritual authority. You can't cast out a demon without authority, right? They had spiritual authority and still got the stiff arm from Jesus. Now hear me, I'm not implying anything about Ravi's final resting place because that is not my business. I'm simply sharing with you what helps me prioritize my own. Play not thine self, fam. The fear of the Lord, it is still a thing. So in that episode, we hit these three points. Why do we need spiritual formation? Because spiritual formation keeps us humble. Spiritual formation provides us community and community is its own form of accountability. And spiritual formation helps us become more like Jesus. See, moving forward, as culture continues to shift and the methods of communicating this great gospel adapts to said changes, may the days of talking the talk but not walking the walk, yo, we done with that, fam. Like, let those days disappear. Because for all of our sakes, we need leaders, yeah, who are real, but not leaders who are duplicitous. That double life got to go. So the next episode, it was called, It's the Bible for Me. Hey, culture. (laughs) It's the Bible for Me. And in that episode, we examined what it means to make scripture a priority in our lives. Because the Bible can be intimidating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Because again, we're not trying, we're training. So in our training program, we discovered that the three tips to having a thriving life in the word is this. Number one, it's posture. Because how we receive the truth is just as important as what we're receiving at the moment, right? The next one was practice. We've got to get those reps in. Excellence does not come through osmosis. It comes through effort. So even when we're tired or even when we're bored, and yes, I will say this, even when we find ourselves disappointed with Jesus, because those times happen. Our reassurance is we must keep the book open and let the word take root. Now, don't freak out. We don't have to read a chapter a day or, you know, do vanity metrics or, you know, have a psalm a day. We just have to spend intentional time in the word and let the Lord guide that time. And the last one was presence. Ooh, and that was the one for me. Because there's no greater joy and there should be no greater life aspiration than the ability to just like abide in the presence of God. Yo, like that's it. And the map for that is his word. It's rich, freeing and life giving. All right. So, all right, I'm going to speed it up because I want us to get through this review um, and get to the next episode. It was called The Showdown. This one was one of my favorite story time episodes. We really expanded on the points of the previous episode of scripture uh, reading and how that must be a, a spiritual habit in our lives. But we also got to see in this one how we can overcome the temptation of the wicked one. Because on some real, the old devil, he really tried to play our savior like he wasn't the son of God. And it's interesting to me. I'm reading that and I'm like, well, at least now we know where folk get their audacity from. Because the audacity of him to try it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I think. This one, though, it was rich because we left it knowing that the very first thing the enemy is going to hit us with, especially when we're alone, 
is our identity. So what do we do in those moments? Whip him with the word, just like Jesus did. Uh, the next episode, it was your best day ever every week. I'm going to do better with titling. I'm going to just admit that right off the bat. Help me. I'm a title better, guys. But this was the one that celebrated Sabbath. Legit, it became one of our favorite family practices because of how grace-filled and life-giving it's proven to be. Now, I will freely admit we don't get it right every single week, but we're getting better. The kids are getting better into knowing, okay, this is the day we rest. We're not doing a whole lot of screens. We're spending more time with the family. And we found that when we do take the time, it's restorative in ways that have surprised us. Like, who knew? So the big four components that make up a rich Sabbath day or time spent, it is stop, rest, delight, and worship. You have those things and you are in for a wonderful day. So that was a very filling and fulfilling episode for me. Now, as ironic as this next part sounds, we talked silence for the next episode. It was called Hush, Somebody's Calling Your Name. There's something to say about being quiet. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to do any more corny play on words. But this episode, it held one of my favorite quotes of this season. And it's from Ruth Haley Barton, who's a spiritual director and great teacher. She said this about silence. There are some things that can only be settled beyond the place of words. Mm -mm -mm. Talk, lady, talk. We examined how alone time with God in the quiet can help us in delightful ways. But at first, though, it may be uncomfortable because sometimes we use noise to block memories or emotions from coming to the surface. But avoidance, it's not a strategy for healing. So there will be moments when we've got to sit with what happened. We got to sit with what was done to us and what we did. But most importantly, we can sit with him knowing that he knows it all and loves us anyway. Yo, we ended this one with a prayer that resonated so deep with some of us. This was an episode that the notes on it, I'm going to keep coming back to again and again. Now for the next two episodes, we hit community so hard, we had to break it up into two parts. Because the thing is, we'll never go far alone, no matter what them influencers or other people try and convince otherwise, right? Like, that's the problem now, isn't it? Loneliness. And it's become such a threat that in some parts of the world, leaders have declared it a crisis. And again, play not thine self, fam. This is not an old folk problem. It's us millennials and the Gen Z behind us. We are the ones that report to be the loneliest generation to exist. How, Sway? Like, for real, how did we get here with all the technology and tools we got? Something's not right about that. So we had to chop it up. And we concluded, bottom line, we need people in our corner. So in part two, the following week, we touched on the three truths about community. That number one, community is scary, but it's the best way to grow. Then we found community is hard and sometimes it's messy, but we've got to put the work in and be prepared for it. Because remember, we training, right? And then lastly, and here's a super important truth. Community is opportunity. The idea that we have the chance to help and be helped by people who are on the same path as us, sharing similar ideas about who Jesus is and what he means to us. Like, is there a better opportunity? 
See, we thrive when we find ourselves in safe spaces with people who know us and love us. Because fully known and fully loved, it's what we all long for. So in short, if Jesus needed friends to journey with, so do we. We could quit the tough talking. I can hold your secret, sis. I know. I know you're strong and you're brilliant. And I know you got it. The bag is secure. The drip is endless. And the unboxing, it's the envy of all your followers. But who you with, though? Why do you feel so isolated and scared? Because we were never meant to be by ourselves. So I'm issuing the challenge to y'all and to me. We've got to open up a bit, reach out and find the community we need. I know the last few, they've hurt and they hurt bad, but you can love again. The devil's a liar. That's what he does. It's his first language. You can have healthy friendships. Not everyone is out here to get you or use you. And it's the same for you, bro. You can have a healthy brotherhood that leads you to wholeness and accountability. So I'm trusting God for that for all of us. And if we find ourselves without friends, it's okay to take the vulnerable baby steps to reach out and cultivate with folk who are headed in the same direction. Now, this next episode, it was such a fun one to research and record. I mentioned earlier that one of the biggest motivators of completing this season was confronting those weak and whack narratives we've been handed down for generations. And they weren't, to be clear, I don't believe it came from a place of of malicious intent. It was just handed down from being handed down from being handed down and so forth and so on. But we still got to quit it. So here's one of the narratives. And it was this, that this bland, strict, duty-laden reputation that Christianity has. And a lot of people tried to pin that on Jesus. He, He did what he had to do. And yes, it is true. He did it. And then he commands that we obey. But it's also true that Jesus practiced joy. And to be clear, it was beyond just turning water into wine, okay? Everywhere he went, he was joyful because he knew he was fulfilling his purpose. So the question is, if Jesus was joyful, why can't we be when we're fulfilling our purpose? Ministry was never meant to be misery. So this episode also held another one of my favorite all-time quotes. Now, coming in hot by the late Eugene Peterson, he's a translator of the Message Bible. He said this, Jesus wasn't so much handing out information as he was reshaping our imaginations. And you can see that throughout the Gospels, especially in Matthew, when he says stuff like you've heard it once before, but now I tell you. Yeah, got to love it. So Jesus was heavy on the celebrates and we're free to be, too. We've been rescued and we're being renewed, fam. Like that alone is worth getting hype about. Now, with the next two episodes, we kind of did a pause for the cause because we needed to pray, lament and to mourn the current events that were happening at the time. We had the loss of DMX, the Derek Chauvin trial and verdict, as well as the murder of 15 year old Micaiah Bryant from the hands of a police officer. So it was a lot And we had to come back to ourselves by finding peace in the Psalms. So for the next two weeks, we read uh, a liturgy or a prayer. We got still. We read the Psalms. And we chose to remember the God of justice, mercy, and love. Now I'm getting close. We closing in. You cannot do a season on disciplines and spiritual habits and not discuss prayer. It's the anchor. This was such an encouraging episode for me because... Uh, I had to tell on that time that I asked God to wake me up and pray and how he did it. 
and then how I was almost confused by his faithfulness despite my foolishness. Because don't it be like that sometimes? You ask God for something, he gives, and you go, whoa, 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 wait, I don't, for real, you, you really are good like that, okay. But this taught me, it's why we have to practice receiving his love. Sometimes just sitting in the quiet, receiving his love. Because it's so pure that if we're not careful, we'll sabotage that relationship like others in the past. And it's not meant to be that way. So I'm learning we've got to take the time to practice resting in his love so that we'll recognize not only that it is him, but that he made us worthy to receive his love fully. I'm going to say that again. You are made worthy by God to receive his love fully. Say la sugar. So in our episode on prayer, the three things we learned about prayer was to get honest, share it all with him, get consistent. Skipping days only hurts us in the end. And then get ready. Because walking with God is a life of adventure. So pray dangerous prayers. Pray the prayers that put your faith on fire. Pray with one foot already out the boat, knowing that he'll never let you drown long as you keep your eyes on him. Pray prepared for what's next. And then we took a quick break to come back to this episode because Lord, I wrestled with this one and I dreaded it the most because I had to tell the truth on myself. And my terrible relationship with food. Jesus, help. Lord, help. But (laughs) I will say the feedback I got on last week's episode, it was incredible. And it showed how this episode caused us to re-examine some of what we thought we knew about fasting. I know it did for me. Especially the piece about fasting as a response, not for a response. And that while there are benefits, spiritual benefits as well, Uh, to fasting, we don't prioritize those benefits over the true purpose of fasting. What does that mean? It means that for some of us, no shame, no shade, but we can't continue to use fasting as a tool to force God's hand, right? Not only is that not possible and it's unbiblical, but it's the literal equivalent of a spiritual tantrum. It's like going on a hunger strike, like I said. This episode, it's worth a listen if you haven't checked it out. I think it'll be worth your time. I learned a lot on this one and I'm still growing in my fasting practice because the truth of it is all of these disciplines have a level of self-denial in it and that is something we need to strengthen or at least I do. So if anybody wants a fasting buddy, holler at me because I'm here, ready. Well, fam, in the words of Bishop Hezekiah Walker, we made it, we survived, (laughs) All of the episodes of season three have just gotten a quick and dirty review from me. So this is the conclusion. My prayer is that this body of work will help you in your walk with the Lord. Whether you just got to know Jesus or you've been running for Jesus a long time, we can all stand to be shaped and formed to live like him, love like him, and do what he did. All right, I'm signing off here. Tune in for next week's episode. The bonus episode, the very first one, we're talking about deconstruction. And uh, yeah, we fit, we fit in a go all the way there. We just, we, we gonna have to. So remember, friends, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon.